This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. On Hope 103.2, Ali Barnes in for Sam. And look, over the last few years, we have been faced with big things to care about, from the bushfires to the pandemic, Black Lives Matter concerns, not to mention whatever issues we're navigating at home with our loved ones. We are wired to care, and caring is important, but it can be overwhelming. It can be exhausting. Brooke McClary has released a book called Care, and she joins us now. Good morning, Brooke. Hey, Ali. How are you? I'm good. Tell us about the book. What's the message behind it? It's, it's basically rooted in exactly what you just said. You know, I probably, along with a lot of other people, experienced a massive case of burnout um, last year, you know, on the back of the bushfires and COVID lockdowns and, uh, you know, all the massive global issues and, and national issues that are facing us. And I found myself at a really scary point where I, I felt like I I couldn't care anymore, you know, about these really big, important issues. And I went through a period where I thought that maybe that was just a failing of mine, you know, that I lacked compassion or something. Mm. But the more I researched and, and thought about it and looked at my own experience, the more I realized that it was just that I had spent so much time and energy on these really big, important cares, and I had neglected the smaller cares, you know, the cares that can really revive your soul, that can can strengthen relationships, that can build self-compassion and kindness. So I started experimenting with what these small cares could look like for me, and the book kind of came about on the back of that. So when it comes to those big cares, you know, COVID, the environment, poverty, is there ideas that you can give in terms of how we can approach these big issues and events without getting completely overwhelmed? Yeah, I think it's probably finding some kind of functional balance, I think, um, rather than turning away from them completely because they obviously, they're so important and they need us to, to care about them and we need to care about them. Um, but I, I write a bit about this idea of the spectrum of caring, you know, and if we spend all of our time up one end, up the care at the big end, where we're really neglecting the small care and also self-care. But if we spend all of our time in self-care, where we risk, you know, becoming self-absorbed or, um, you know, being in a position where we can ignore the bigger issues in the world, and I don't think that holds any of us in particularly good stead moving forward. So I think it's about shrinking the idea of care community care, personal care, family care, down to tiny little acts and just practicing them, you know, and, and recognizing that while they might feel so small as to feel, you know, almost unpowerful, that like that's actually where the power of them lies in the ease with which we can practice them and then in the ripples that they create um, from something as small as like a wave to a stranger or a small act of kindness to somebody. They aren't mutually exclusive, you know, those sorts of tiny acts of care fill us up in a way that could then allow us to turn around and care more and more um, sustainably about the bigger issues. I love how you finish every chapter with those small ways that we can care and and you base it on kind of if you have half a minute, 
if you have half an hour and if you have half a day or more. So like some of the examples you wrote, um, if you have half a minute, you could tidy the office kitchen, offer to take a photo for a family trying to get a selfie, uh, ask the name of someone you frequently interact with, like your barista or the security guard at work. I, I love such practical and easy achievable ways that we can care about the world around us. It's so important really is and it doesn't take much you know that's that was part of the reason that I wrote the book in the way that I did because I want this idea to be as accessible to as many people as possible you know whereas maybe some of the self-care acts that we're we're told we should be doing don't feel accessible to a lot of us for a lot of different reasons. When it comes to self-care so we often hear a lot about carer burnout like those who give Mm. give give to our kids to aging parents sick friends How can we find a sustainable approach to caring for our loved ones, but like you said before, not get too self-absorbed with the self-care movement? It's interesting you ask that question, actually. I'm in a position at the moment, my dad has been in ICU for almost two months. Mm. So, you know, I'm trying to find this balance between showing up and caring and being with my mom and, uh, you know, those kind of, not global, but they're really big things to care about. Um, And then also balancing that with some time or some sort of active care every day for myself. Mm. And I think the really important thing for me to recognize has been that caring for myself or doing these tiny acts of care, it's not selfish, Mm. you know, and I think the tendency is particularly for people who care either in their jobs or in their role in a family, we kind of start to convince ourselves that any time that we're not doing that is selfish, you know. Um, and it's wasting an opportunity to care for somebody. But the reality is if we continue to give and, you know, pour from the empty proverbial cup, Mm. we won't be able to care to our fullest capacity. You know, if I wasn't taking five minutes a day to sit and drink my coffee by myself before I head off to the hospital, then I know that I wouldn't be able to offer as much as I I can when I do. Um, But it's really kind of reducing that sense of guilt that we all seem to carry around with us. Yeah, I I know that um, kind of cliche of you sometimes just need to put your oxygen mask on first to be able to help anyone else. And, and, you know, I I see this a lot with um, people who are supporting others. Sometimes you need to get alongside someone and put their oxygen mask on for themselves because they're not in a position to be able to see that they need a bit of time out or... Exactly. That's a huge part of care, actually, is like, and it won't come straight away necessarily, but um, having those conversations with people who you know and love about what it looks like to care for each other and show up for each other, um, you know, like that's sort of what all of us are craving, I think. Um, but everyone's so burnt out that it doesn't necessarily happen. So I think anytime you get the opportunity to, as you say, you know, help someone with their oxygen mask, providing that you've got yours on and yeah. you're, you know, you're operating then I think it's a really awesome opportunity to expand what care looks like. So good. Uh, Brooke, let me just finish by reading a couple more examples. Uh, So, Sydney, if you have half a minute, you could pick up some rubbish on the street or at the beach. If you have half an hour today, maybe you could call your grandparents, have a chat with them. Uh, If you have half a day or more Maybe you could offer to babysit a friend's child so they go for a walk, get to the gym or something. Um, or pack your unwanted books and donate them to a homeless shelter. So many fantastic ideas, really achievable. Brooke, thank you so much for sharing with us. Uh, your book Care is available now. Thanks for uh, being on Hope Breakfast.
It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.